There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And tonight we'll be discussing episode two of season three of Channel Zero Butcher's Block. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they dialed up the creepiness just a little bit more in this episode, that's for sure. Oh my god, it's something else. All right. All right. Do you have some ratings for episode one? It brought in a 0.09 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.378 million viewers, making it the 129th overall cable show for the day. I'm not sure why the numbers are so low, because I think sci-fi actually did kind of push this a little bit, so I don't think it's that it caught everybody completely off guard that it was coming back now instead of October, so... We'll see if the live plus seven gives it a big boost or not. Okay, yeah, I don't know. I've been talking about this because I'm like, this is so messed up. You guys have got to watch it. Yeah. (laughs) It's like we were talking about how happy was so over the top. This one is not even like the other seasons. Like, I can't even explain how how crazy this one is, especially with the opening. So why don't you talk? Go ahead. Take us in. So we can talk about the opening, because I don't know about you, I'm sitting there, and I was like, what the hell is this? Yes, absolutely. All right, episode two, Father Time. Alice gets a sinister invitation from the Peach family, while Zoe begins to behave bizarrely. Yeah, because Zoe wasn't acting weird before. Yeah. So we open up with a 50s-ish commercial for Peach's Needs. I thought that was Zoe. Yeah. Like, it took probably till the close-up for me to realize that wasn't Zoe. Right. I'm like, what the hell is happening? Is this something going on in her head? But it wasn't. That's kind of what I thought originally, too. Because the mom is the center of the commercial. You have a couple of the children and a husband. And she just kind of goes on about being the top of the food chain and... Which is ominous. Yeah, animals get eaten that are supposed to get eaten. And you see that huge meat tenderizer on the... Uh, I still have never seen one of that size. That's what's, No, not like, that big. <laughs> that one was huge. Oh my god. So it's not just because of the gnome. No. It's just a giant meat tenderizer. Yes. Yeah, most of them are not more than an inch by an inch. Or yeah, something. I have one. Yeah. That I use to break up, like, especially when, like, my ice gets all stuck together. Yes. <laughs> it's not that size. No. <laughs> and she just beating on that meat, like. And it's weird. I'm like, why are you tenderizing cooked meats? Yeah. It was the weirdest freaking commercial. Yes, it was. 
and how got to the ending, I don't know. <laughs> I played this, her last line over and over again, and all I got out of it was, you just tuck in and enjoy your mail, meal. It has to be meal, yeah. not mail, even though it sounded like mail, because mama made it real nice. I think it was just a little bit of an accent in there, and right. that's why it oh, made yeah. it sound. But, yeah, I'm like, what? That that was weird. I don't understand that. No. But then, of course, the next scene where you have the stairway at night and just a gnome and a dude in a, a suit coming down it and then going to the park. I'm like, was, what is going on? Is this supposed to be a segue from the commercial? Yeah. <laughs> it was weird. Yeah, yeah guys, was, that's going to be the, the theme here. a little foreboding of what was to come. Yes, I do. I may have to go back and rewatch one scene just to get all the people straight. But. Oh, uh-oh. So, all right, well, we actually have semi-normal happening next. <laughs> right, because Alice is calling Zoe over and over and over again and only gets her voicemail, finally leaves a message. Of course, Andre the cat seems to have um, found their room and meows at her and she tosses her phone and then closes her eyes and all of a sudden we're in a flashback. Which was a year, I think, it said when we were back? I think so, yeah. At first I didn't understand what was happening. Right, yeah. No, not not at all. (laughs) Because Alice wakes up in her bed and goes, what happened to the day before? <laughs> right. And she sees Zoe and asks what she's doing because she's standing on her bed with a very large glass in her hand. Yeah. And what the hell are you doing, Zoe? Yeah, and I love it. Alice is like, actually saying that, she's saying exactly what the whole fandom is like, what is going on right now? Yeah. And Zoe says, Father Time, and Alice is on that bed in... A millisecond. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Until we see, like, this creepy crawly centipede. like, And then they made the sounds. And it may have just been because I was watching on my laptop, so it was kind of loud. But, like, the creepy, like, clicking sound. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh, God. <laughs> like, that creeped me out more than I think anything. Yeah. And then Zoe just picks it up. And I love it because Alice is like, we should have got the chinchilla. And Zoe's, like, taunting her. She's like, well, it's got fur. It's like, ew, I would have been Alice in this. I'm like, oh, get away. Yeah, just like Alice did. Yep, yep, that that was me. And I wasn't even close to the thing. Right. Then they hear a glass break downstairs. And so they head down and we see her mom sitting, facing away from us with the bare back, singing to herself. Now, this is what we speculated, that she might have been with somebody, possibly the father or Rando, but she was by herself. Yes. So whatever happened, which we will find out, but it did not happen in this moment. No, because Alice's phone rings and brings her back from the flashback to answer her phone. And, of course, it is somebody trying to get payment on her student loan. That's kind of funny. Yeah. I've just... (laughs) Who hasn't had one of those calls before? You're getting behind. Really? Because yeah. I have, Duh. like, a great job right now? I've only been at my job for a day. Give me a break. Right? And I love it. Alice is dead and hangs up. That's not going to work. No. 
Unfortunately Student not. loans are going to find you in the afterlife. It's like you're working from the Netherland for them. Yeah. And so Louise comes in and wants Alice to show her exactly where she saw Mr. Peach. Yes. Show me where you saw him. Oh, so you believe that. Right. That's interesting. Yeah. So, of course, they go to the park and standing there at the playground. And Alice tells Louise that Zoe saw something, but she wouldn't say what it was. I do love, though, that before they went there, they went to the house. Right. And the house is all locked up. And I love, because Louise is asking, like, the neighbor, did you see the little girl who lived here today, last night, ever? Guy's just staring like, huh? Yeah. What? A blank glare. Yeah. Dead eyes. Yeah. (laughs) Like, are you still on a five-day binge? Right. Because you sure look like that. (laughs) And then poor Alice, you know, feeling guilty. She's like, if I thought she was actually getting on the bus, I wouldn't have let her go well, right. I mean, has she pulled this crap before? Is that why you didn't think it was going to happen? I would imagine it would have to be that. Mm. That would be the only reason why she would say something like that, I would think. Yeah, I guess. And Louise kind of prying, you know, oh, would she have gone to see her mom? And Alice kind of answered, but she seemed kind of like not paying attention almost. Right. She's like, no, she wouldn't have gone there. She didn't know where she is since we had her put away. She's like, do you know where she is? And then all of a sudden, Alice is like, oh, shit, I'm saying this out loud. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, let's go this way. Yeah. Way to deflect. Very good deflection. So they do end up at the playground, and Alice asks if Louise thinks he has something to do with people disappearing. Which is interesting, because she says, yeah, he said... Well, I should say Alice says, yeah, he said he lived here, too. Right. And then all of a sudden, Luis is like, well, let's see. Let let me tell you a little story. Yeah. And just the fact that Luis is like, well, you said that he looked like him. And yeah, the peach house was right here. Yep. And Alice is like, well, and again, okay, Alice, you have the worst focus of anybody. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. But, oh, well, how did they disappear? Let me tell you a story. It was in 1952, two years after I was born. Okay, thanks for sharing that. Right. A group of workers came to the house looking for Peach. They broke down the door and the house was empty. Well, why did they go after him? Because of weird religious occult stuff. And after his daughters were killed, it got even weirder. Because the people were never caught. And you see a a glimpse and it looked like the girls were hung. Right. And it's like, but there were immigrant workers that suddenly went missing and something that was found in the peach basement that nobody would talk about. Right. So they had to burn the place down. I'm like, what was found in the basement? Yeah. That's what I want to know. And of course, all of this is happening. And what happened? Miss No Focus decides, oh, shit, there's something there. We see like the gnome, the little red jacket thing take off right. and she starts screaming for Izzy and runs away as Luis is yelling for her. Right. But Luis isn't trying to chase her down. Yeah. But weirdly, like as this is happening, she finds the staircase and she sees the man in the suit and they just he kinda grabs the gnome's hand and they go up the stairwell or the stairway and she's like, the hell is going on? Yeah. And it's daylight, 
So I'm thinking, all right, it's, it can't be too, too weird, right? Like, well, still, I mean, yeah, you, there's a stairway that goes up to nothing. That's true. And people are using it and disappearing. So what the hell's going on here? Yeah, because those two go up into the stairway to the through the door, and she walks up there, looks at it, and has, like, I don't know, a vision and sound that knocks her out, and then suddenly the stairway disappears. I'm like, okay, so we've actually seen it disappear now. Yes. So we know that it's not going to always be there, so people won't randomly, I guess, come up to it. Right. <laughs> Stumble onto an invisible staircase. <laughs> I'm guessing people are just like, I'm staying the hell out of this park because too much weird yeah, shit happens anyway. And then, hey, look at Rector Howard's back. Yeah. Because. Using a piece of a blade of grass. I wasn't sure if it was a feather because he was talking about birds before or if it was a blade right. of grass. Yeah, I think it was a blade of grass okay. that he was using to uh, wake her up. Yeah, are you all right? Really? Like, you're not even poking her? Like, hey, you still alive? Just like barely touching her with this grass or feather or whatever it's like right that's not true. tickle your nose tickle tickle and then of course he automatically as soon as are you all right uh do you believe in god yeah what what well it might be important yeah run alice run right but she decides to chat this girl i'm telling you she has no sense no she does. She goes, yeah, well, I do believe in a higher power. And he goes, yeah, and so do I. And then she gets a vision of a blob. Kind of go, that's not the uh, same thing she's talking about. Right. Yeah. And then and, do you go to church? She's like, no. Oh, you believe, but you don't go to church. She's like, I worship in my own way. Right. Of course, he notices that there's a dead rat. Ew nearby and he grabs a maggot off of it a little too much maggot happening in this episode for my taste oh absolutely and ask her if she believes that the maggot is from a higher power yeah it's like i'm uh, I'm, I'm, I'm almost at the point where i'm expecting to almost flash into the commercial that we saw in the beginning here (laughs) oh god yeah that would make sense because it was just so weird, and timing was so strange. And I love it because it's like, ah, okay, you don't believe in that. Well, just try to be good and take care of people, huh? That's the thing. Alice is like, yeah, that that's exactly what's necessary. And he's like, is that enough? I hope so. I'll <laughs> talk to you later. Right, because it's like, all right, you're getting to be super weird. Yeah, so I think I need to exit stage left. And, of course, as she walks past him, we see his face kind of go out of focus. At first, I thought it was me. And then I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, at first I thought it was me. And I'm like, oh, no, that's his, that really is his face. Like, I'm like, oh, my contact's wonky. Oh, no, that's him. And then, yeah, don't worry about Zoe. Er, Put on those brakes, turn around. What? Yeah. She'll be all right, but Peach is gone. Yeah, disappeared. It's like, what the hell? Where did he go? He went right up the stairs. Or somewhere. Yeah, went behind the visible staircase. Yeah, there we go. Nobody thinks to walk around it. Like, is this connected to something? Yeah, exactly. What I would have done, but then again, with those super clean stairs, I'd probably just been like, nope, I'm out. Yeah, 
no investigation necessary because I ain't getting close to it. Yeah, I'll pass. Oh, so and the Alex, cops. Back to the uh, playground and, of course, our two wonderful policemen from the first episode are back. Oh, yeah. And Same lousy attitude. Better than ever. Oh, man. They are not buying any of it. They would much rather not be there. Now, you can tell that there was something up because Luis is like, I'm trying to figure out what I don't like about you because you're kind of jackasses. Yeah. And we have the one deputy who, was it Luke? Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, good thing journalism's dead. They're kind of the back and forth. And right. I'm glad I wasn't old enough to read when you wrote that story of my dad, and he's cleaned stuff up, and that's a matter of opinion. Back and forth, back and forth, and you have the red-haired guy with the pork chops. Like, right. He was just <laughs> sitting there like, I want a burrito. Yeah, I want to go eat. Alice was just pissed. She's like, listen, I just need you to find the guy. What the hell? And it's like, well, where's the disappearing staircase? And at least Louise was being really smart about it she's like you know what this is a big damn park she got turned around and something happened she passed out right you know so i'm like all right i feel like Luis believes her because there's a lot of weird shit happening and the fact that the cops are so nonchalant about everything i think right. that just steals her resolve even more yes absolutely did so i was pissed with the cops i was oh, like yeah. come on and all of this is happening, and then we do finally get something of Izzy. I don't know what it was. Because <laughs> it looked like something was crushing up pills or something, and then it was like a paste, and it was that weird, like, no-skin Cenobite thing right. that was, like, putting all that weird paste on Izzy. I'm like, what are you doing to that poor baby? Right. Mummifying it looked like to me. Oh, no. Yeah. Not Izzy. Or turning it into one of them, I'm not sure which. Oh, don't do it. Exactly. So, of course, we cut to our resident, Looney Diane, <laughs> who happens to be in the middle of a junkyard cutting string off a very old doll. She's saving. Yeah, which is weird again, but as long as she's not cutting people. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. And there happens to be a broken piece of glass in the ground and catches her eye as she sees a reflection of the man in the suit. Yeah, great. This guy. This doesn't make yeah. me feel good. No. And she freaks out. What does she know? Yeah, that's <laughs> that's the million dollar question. Because she actually starts running away. Yeah, not just get up and hurry, like actually running. Right. And he's doing this weird walk that apparently every serial killer and everything can do, and he catches up to everybody. Yeah. Because next thing you know, he's tasing the shit out of her on the cop car. Right, on the hood of the car. <laughs> and yeah, Luke's like, get on the ground. He's just looking at him like, whatever. And so he's kind of, like, forcing him to the ground, and the whole time, he's kind of talking shit. Oh, yeah. He's like, I'm going to make an example of you, and as Luke's putting him in cuffs, he's like, what's your name? He's like, Peach. He's like, fine, no, give me your real name. And he's like, mm, okay, you don't know 
wait till you see what happens, little mouse. It's like, oh, God, this dude is obviously crazy because it it got super weird. Yeah, because Luke puts him in a cell with, let's just say, a gentleman much bigger than he was. Yes, and tells that guy to be nice. Yeah, nah, when he comes back, it's not a pretty sight. No. And this is what's weird, because there's like a solid wall between cells, and there's a guy who is talking much shit at first in the cell by himself. Right. Like, that guy is in the corner, kind of rocking and just looking horrified. He can't see what's happening. No, but he can hear it, and he is scared to death. I was like, oh, okay, this guy ain't talking shit no more. No, he's not, because we see... Robert's wide ass on the yes. floor. Yes, sci-fi yeah. is showing us butts constantly. Yes, with the other guy laying flat on his back with an arm in his chest. Yeah, like elbow deep. Yeah. Pulling stuff out, eating it, throwing stuff out the cell. It's like, oh my god, what is this? It was messed up. And then it got, how it got weirder, it got weirder. Because we find out the guy's name is Robert. He drew a mouse in the man's blood. Yeah. And he's just sitting, like, they move him, they put on, make him put on clothes, move him into another cell, and he's just sitting there like, hee hee, whatever. This is normal. You're next. I'm just sitting there, it's like, oh, good, good God, what is happening? Yeah. I think at that moment, I was Luke, because Luke's looking exactly the way I would have in that situation, like, eyes big, and just like, I don't know how to respond to this. Right, absolutely. And, of course, his father comes in, who's the chief of police, and basically tells him, we got this, Yeah, we're going to ship him out of here, ship him upstream. Yeah. Oh, we're kicking it down the road. Why don't you take a couple days off, because you're not a soldier, your brothers were, but you're real sensitive. It's like... The dude was eating a man alive. That's not being sensitive. Being sensitive is like crying when you watch Marley and me. Yeah. This is like seriously (laughs) fucked up. Yeah. If you're not freaked out by this, something's wrong with you. Like in that situation, I'm not just saying you're watching this, obviously, but you know what I mean. But like, yeah, if that was my dad and he says that to me, I'd be like, all right, something's... What the hell do you know? Because obviously, this is not normal. Something's up. What do you know? Just tell me. Right. And basically, his father's not telling me anything. No. So, okay, is this part of the old timers on this on the force? And they all know something, and that's why they're like, don't go in the don't go into the park, park and don't do this, don't do that. Yeah, I have a feeling. That Luke's father has made a deal with the devil. I don't want to know, but we're no, going to find out. We see um, Robert walking out of the police station with a couple of other gentlemen, and away they go. Now, of course, Luke is apparently expecting something like that because his father didn't agree with the his suggestion to keep him there and dig into this and find out what's going on. So he takes it on himself to follow Robert. I mean, apparently the dad just thinks he will follow any direction he's given. Right. That's not the case. So when he follows him, like the car stops and 
they let Robert out of the car and they give him his clothes and they uncuff him and he just walks into the park and these guys who we assumed were taking him to a hospital just pull away. It's like, what? What are you doing? Yeah, this is not getting shipped down the road. This is getting taken home. It's like, well, literally it's down the road, but it's like, this isn't what we thought was happening. No. And as Luke follows him, like, into the forest, I mean, Robert's just oblivious, just walking like, doo-doo-doo, okay, I got my stuff. Yep. And he almost gets caught. Yeah. He steps on a twig and has to hide behind a tree. And it was just like, I think at that moment, yeah, Luke realizes something is really not right in this town. Yeah. And I can't just ignore it like everybody has been. At least let's hope not. Oh, yeah, I hope. Because I don't think Louise is going to be much help to Alice. Oh, you don't? See, I feel like she's going to be a lot. She will. She can impart knowledge, but I don't think as far as trying to. Oh, like physical help? Pull off a rescue. I'm not 100% sure Louise could do that. Okay, like actual physical help. Right. Okay. But Luke does get to see him go up the stairs and disappear. Yeah. There's your eye opener, dude. Alice wasn't making it up. Nope. And now he gets to look like, I don't know what to do. Right. Yeah, I think he just shit in his pants. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) He's like, there was that staircase that she was talking about, and I didn't believe her. Yep. Okay. And then as they get back, suddenly Zoe's talking to Louise. I don't know what's going on. Hey, wait, what was that noise? Suddenly Zoe's there. Like, in a back area. She's like, I'm cured. And Alice is like, no, you're not. You're still crazy. Yeah. (laughs) That's just not going to happen. Yeah. And it's weird because then they kind of fight about it. And Zoe's lying on the bed. And she's like, no, I'm cured. Everything's great. And she goes in. As she's laying on the bed, Zoe's having images and hearing Peach say that she has to eat. Because there's some drawbacks. And she imagines eating the cat. Right. I'm like, she better not eat that damn cat. Yeah. Sci-fi <laughs> needs to quit with the cats? Yes. Because you know our good friend Natty is probably going to have a meltdown? Yeah. <laughs> Love you, Natty. They need to stop with the cats. Yes, they do. <laughs> oh, like every show. But anyway, with all this happening, Alice is downstairs talking to Louise, and I love it because there's a noise. But it was weird because you had this first-person image happening. It was almost right. like you're in a game because, like, the door opens and, and you hear it and you see somebody walking around. It's like, oh, God, what is happening? I was creeped out. I was really hoping it wasn't the weird Cenobite. Right. I don't know if I – I don't know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> it's – that, seriously, you want to talk about something like haunting your dreams, that, and then this that weird shit true. at the end of this episode. Yes. <laughs> Those two things are going to be stuck in my damn head. I'm not going to be able to sleep because it's creepy as hell. Right. But they find a broken vase on the floor and, oh, you've got mail. Right. And did you notice, like, the wax seal and everything? Yes. So it's like, oh, very old-timey, formal kind of letter. Yes. But it's an invitation. And, yes. Alice has been invited to dinner with the peaches. Right. Come to the playground at midnight. What? Yeah, who eats dinner at midnight? On a playground. All right. I just feel like she already broke the rules first episode. She might as well go whole hog. Yeah. Uh, See what I did there? Yes. (laughs) 
I didn't do it on purpose. I swear. It just worked. <laughs> yeah. Well, unfortunately, it wasn't hug. Ah, but up. <laughs> now, of course, Louise goes with her, and of course, Joseph is not real happy about that, but he allows her to stay anyway. I wouldn't have gone by myself. Oh hell no! Lucky I didn't bring the cop with me. Exactly. Yeah. I'd say bring a gun, but I'm not sure a gun's going to do any good against these people. Right, because we have no idea what these people are. That's right. And, of course, Joseph introduces the entire family. I love it, because Alice is like, why are you pretending to be Peaches? And Louise is the one that's like, they're not pretending. No. And <laughs> they are the people. Yeah, that was what was weird, because she's introducing everybody, and she's like, and Grandma. And Louise is kind of, like, in awe, and... At the same time, like, am I high? Yeah. (laughs) What is happening? Been drugged. Right. And Joseph's like, oh, I hope you're not vegan. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha. It's like, yeah. Okay. I don't know how to respond. Brad looks normal. Yes. Well, until the little gnome starts talking. Yeah. Then I feel like things got weird. Smart mouth. Yeah. By the way, actor playing smart mouth, thanks for the the like of our uh, episode first post. Oh, thank you. Yes, it was weird, and it was actually like, okay, this, the gnome, the gnome child had, like, real intelligence. Yes. And it wasn't just, like, a creepy thing, because talking about how the sisters are gone, and, you know, they've become energy in Starlight or whatever, and I'm like, oh, it's, like, poetic, but it's so creepy to look at, with the weird little, (laughs) like, pointy teeth, too. Yeah, little buzzsaw teeth. Yes, ugh. And and then Joseph kind of going on to Alice, because she, of course, wants to know what the hell happened to Zoe. And he's like, ah, okay, I'll tell you. It's like freeze frame. But it was weird, too, when we see the table, because the table's there, it's all formal, it's on the playground. Right. And then it's like camera turns, and then they're in a house, in a formal dining room. Yeah. And then pan back to Alice and Joseph, and it's just those two in a formal dining room. And then the weird shit happens. Yeah. Because he tells her he's going to show her what did to Zoe. Which scares me. And you see a real horrible looking device on a tray in front of her. Oh, he also tells her that she's been paralyzed and she can't move or feel anything. But don't worry, this won't hurt. That'll just be a little blood. Yeah. yeah, it was a weird, like, old time medical device. Yes, it was for doing a lobotomy. Yes. Or something, yeah, with the skull. Yeah, because. And, of course, he does it to the back of her head. It just plops off that chunk of head and hair. Yeah. Uh, That freaked me out. I'm like, oh, my God. That was pretty creepy. And then he's got to poke around on her brain. Yes. And he's kind of like, I'm like, is he trying to pop a pimple? Because he, like, gives her a mirror to hold so she can see the mirror he's holding, which is angled so she can see the opening in her head. Right. And this is what I was talking about, the fucking thing of nightmares. It's yes. like, well, he starts poking, and we see what actually happened with her mother. So, yes, yes, there wasn't a man involved. Her mom just was, like, batshit crazy and stabbed her sister. And he's talking what? about schizophrenia. So I start thinking, then, is her sister even real? Or is her sister a personality that Alice has? Because we see that she stabbed, her mother stabbed Zoe a bunch of times. I'm like, oh, my God, is she actually dead? Which would be weird that Luis this whole time was, like, playing along, unless it was, like, a halfway home. But, yeah, I don't think she's dead, but that's what I started to think. it was like a a long kitchen knife. It was the pocket knife. Yeah. 
I doubt very seriously that the there was any serious damage done to Zoe. I'm sure it didn't really get in and screw yeah. up her internal organs or anything like that. It's just the fact that her mother stabbed her with a knife. That was just like the thought that I had had all of a sudden. And then, right. of course, the weird little thing, because he's like, was it schizophrenia is father time? It's only a matter of time before it appears. And it pops right. out and it's this weird fucking little head. <laughs> and Well, it's kind of like her, but distorted. Just creepy. Face, but really distorted. Almost China dollish. Yeah. Kind of a Buddha China. Yeah, like the big fat cheeks and they were like cracked and it was just like, oh my God. Seriously, I see that. I close my eyes, I see that thing. It was so messed up. I'm not going to be able to get past that. I'm sorry, guys. That was like out of everything this episode, that's got me jacked. Right. And there's a lot of shit in this episode that was messed up. <laughs> but that's a thing that's just like going to be forefront in my head. Right. Chocolate. Well, I couldn't sleep before. I'm screwed now. Back at the table in the playground, it's morning. Yes. Oh, and, and it's oh. They both wake up and realize that was human remain on the table because of the hand. Yes. And I couldn't and it place it. Yes, I couldn't place it till they flashed to it. I'm like, whose hand did we see that had the the pointed yellow nails? And yeah, Izzy's mom. And I was like, oh my god. And then they kind of pull back and you see like the whole body. Like carcass yeah. and all these, this meat and who knows if it's human or not and like flies and maggots and I'm like, oh. Yeah. And then Alice does exactly what I felt like. I love it though because then Louise gets up and she kind of, she's like, are you okay? Are you okay? They turn around and nothing is there. Right. And they, they're looking like, what the hell? Just happened to us. And Louise looks at her. She's like, you seen that, right? Yeah. <laughs> I seen that. We lost time. There's some shit. Yeah, big time. And he wants Only you. Alive. He wants you. Why? Right, yeah. Well, apparently it's because the sisters remind him of his daughters. And it's like, great, he wants to replace them. Right. He wants them to become part of their family. <laughs> I was just watching and I'm like, I can't get past this. This is the weirdest thing. And so they start walking out of the park because obviously it's like, I need to get out of here. This is too freaking weird. Yes. And oh, hey, look, there's the cop. Yeah. And he, what are you doing in here? She's like, seriously? First of all, this is a public park. Second, you didn't care much yesterday, but he's a little concerned today now, isn't he? Yes, he is. And what was weird was Luis all of a sudden looking at him like, Okay, you've seen some shit, too. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Here, if you want to call me, here's my card. We can talk. Yeah, you look a little white there uh, in the cheek. Right. <laughs> and he's he takes the card. Yes. So, yeah, Luke might end up being some kind of ally because of whatever is happening. I think so. Oh, this was a weird one, though. Yes, it was. Oh. And it just it opened up so many things that just make it all that much more creepier. Yes. So. So we have some demon cannibal that likes eating people. Yes, because they're mad about things that have happened in Butcher's Block. So, well, we always say to write us and tell us what you think. We got a letter! Yay! From Joey McLean. Actually, we were tweeting and he had said that he had a theory, but he didn't want to spoil it during episode one. So we told him, go ahead and write to us. We'll talk about it for episode two. So... This is what he says. 
I'm sure others had figured out that the mural was of Joseph Peach. The craftsmanship was not the best, so the depictions did not look too much like Joseph, a.k.a. Rutger Hauer. Maybe they did that on purpose, so it wasn't that obvious. That's all. Okay, thanks. Well, I think that that's a really good thing, that it it probably is Peach. I assumed that it was supposed to be some somebody in the family anyway, and I assumed it was also slightly blurred, slightly different because of the way his face blurred in this episode. Yes. Like maybe. Yeah, I'm sure he probably hasn't appeared that way to to everybody. So thank you, Joey. That's that's a really good catch. Like I just figured it was some something weird with the family anyway. Somehow connected. We might get that. So interesting. But what do you guys think? Shoot us an email at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com. Tweet with us. If you want to send us a direct message through Twitter, you can do it that way, too. And we can read it that way if you'd like. Uh, Facebook, same thing. But check out the website, www.fangirlzone.com, because our contact links are there. You can send the email. You can send it however you want. And while you're at it, if you can rate and review us on iTunes and every other podcatcher you're finding us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us, tell your friends. I just told my friend today, actually, about this season. I told her about the other ones, and she's like, because she's a big horror fan, I'm like, no, trust me, get into this season then. The last season, I'm like, you definitely have to watch because we, we like haunted houses and it's kind of messed up. I said, this season is a whole nother level. Yeah. <laughs> Loving it. We do hope you're enjoying everything with the podcast. And if you ever want to join us, you know, shoot us an email. We would love to have you on, even if we do it at the very end where we kind of recap the whole thing and talk about any other creepypastas you know about. They're awesome. There's so many out there. And some of them are being turned into major movies now, so major motion pictures. But anyway, for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I'm Sean Fangirl-S. And I'm Steve. I might have to consider vegan. And until next time.